0: Chapter Three of the Ways of Saint Anthony. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Ways of Saint Anthony by Sister M. Josephine. Chapter Three Saint Anthony as a Lawyer. Well said Sister Salome as she passed Sister Joachim in the hall. Our convent is not the only one that can tell tales of St. Anthony. Read this. And she handed her a letter she had just received from the postman. Sister Joachim slipped the large envelope into her capacious pocket and went on about her work. But that afternoon she returned it with a smile of assurance that such a story could only Add a new laurel to St. Anthony's crown. Write it out, she said. It will be good. Sister Salome pondered long and intently over the letter. It was from the superior of a Franciscan convent, and told of a most remarkable event in which St. Anthony was, of course, the hero. The facts were all true, and Sister Salome agreed with the Reverend Mother that everyone ought to know them, so finally she wrote, Mrs. Osborne was having a great trial. Of course it was not her first trial, for she had been serving the Heavenly King too many years not to have felt his loving chastisements many times, but this was the most serious that had yet befallen her. Her brother-in-law was suing her. And what made it worse, she had no proof at all that she did not owe him the money he claimed. Perhaps no mere man could ever understand the helplessness a woman feels at the sound of that direful word, the law. It stands for all that is blackest in human relation. And so, unjust though she knew the case to be, poor Mrs. Osborne lay awake night after night, tortured by the fears aroused in her by sheriff's summons, and lawyer's briefs, and judge's verdict but all the time she prayed for she had a staunch friend in heaven who before this had won many a hopeless case that friend was saint anthony through the long night hours mrs osborne's wakeful mind went over and over the facts she recalled how just before her husband's death and what a good honest man her husband had been he had asked her to give a hundred dollars to the very brother was now causing her such sorrow how gladly she had given it without any hesitation any delay so her mind went on recalling every detail of the last sad days of her husband's life and again she felt the blank that death always leaves in its wake then came the startling announcement of this debt her husband's personal note for two thousand five hundred dollars it was a sum she could hardly afford to pay and again mrs osborne would fall to praying finally in her distress she had recourse to her good friends at the franciscan convent and the reverend mother gave her a medal of saint anthony and assured her of the constant intercession of the sisters instead of the case coming up for trial on the day for which it was set the hearing was postponed several times and each time the suspense became harder to bear and each time a little more of mrs osborne's courage oozed away finally her doom was sealed the case of osborne versus osborne was set for a certain monday and it was a trembling mrs osborne who took her place in the courtroom trying to smile courageously on young Mr. Lawton, her anxious lawyer, and clasping at the same time the precious metal in her shaking hand. With all the skill he could master, Mr. Lawton could not find one shred of testimony to offset the plaintiff's statement. Mr. Osborne said his brother had given him the note at a time when he needed $2,500, and that his witness mr venable had been present at the transfer of the money at the phoenix hotel on the preceding september fifteenth unfortunately mrs osborne had been absent from home that day and there was absolutely no proof that her husband had not gone to the hotel to meet the two men then the court ordered the note to be produced once again mrs osborne saw a small piece of typewritten paper that had caused her such weeks of agony. There it all was, a promise to pay the said sum by her own husband in a cool, steady hand. The signature was his, there was no doubt of it. Only John Osborne could have written it. But everyone knew that on September 15th John Osborne was in no condition to go to a hotel, nor could he possibly have signed his name with such a steady stroke evidently there was some trick in the matter but the lawyer was at his wits end to find it and mrs osborne prayed harder than ever at last just before the case was given to the jury as if by an inspiration mr lawton asked to have the note photographed and the case was adjourned for that day when mrs osborne woke the next morning st anthony's own tuesday she felt almost hopeless would the photograph prove of any value but she felt it was the very last straw and she clung to it with all her soul after the usual formalities of court routine had been complied with mr lawton produced a paper from an envelope which he took from his pocket and handed it gravely to the judge it was the photograph of the note the silence was intense mrs osborne leaned forward in her chair and clasped her medal more closely now saint anthony she prayed now oh help us then there was a stir the photograph revealed upon examination another note beneath the typed one what happened during the next few minutes will always be more or less a blank to mrs osborne only by degrees did the truth filter into her overwrought brain that the original writing had been simply a letter of introduction given by her husband to his brother and erased by the latter with the exception of the signature and then filled out with a promissory note was later made clear to her just then she was overwhelmed with the stunning fact that saint anthony had saved her dear saint anthony whose power was not shortened isn't it all wonderful said sister salome later when she was discussing the story with sister joachim why of course not replied the latter promptly the trouble is we never remember that saint anthony is the blessed wonderworker. and then when he does just what we ought to expect a wonder-worker to do we are very much surprised all he wants is to be asked and surely mrs osborne did ask him and besides the sisters promised to publish the favour if he granted it and how many people who never thought of it before will know now that saint anthony is a fine lawyer sister joachim laughed perhaps that is why i wrote it she said end of chapter three recording by john brandon